Hey there, listeners. We try to work ahead around here, and this is the first time we're actually sitting down to record since the news broke about the passing of Stan Lee. A lot has already been said, and probably said a lot better than we could ever attempt to, and we don't want to make it seem like we're exploiting this or trying to make it about us or the stupid thing that we do, but since we literally made a podcast celebrating Stan Lee's creation, we'd be remiss if we didn't take a moment to mention it. We've been rereading a lot of the original comics that he wrote and watching this show from our childhood, and it's been very interesting. It's easy to see where these things are dated now, and obviously we like to poke fun, but the core of all this stuff really does ring true even now. It's crazy to think about how the man and the things that he made were so revolutionary and new at the time, and it's safe to say that since we're doing this and you're listening to it, he had a real impact. All right, on with the dick jokes. Excelsior! Hello and welcome to Radioactive Spider Pod. I am the introduction host today, the pursuant Peter Iskandar. I'm again joined by the vigilant Veronique Taylor. I'm descended from Russian nobility. And, of course, the Kazakhstani Kevin McAvoy. Generic poor art impression to you, sir. Well, at least you didn't actually do it. Yeah, just before we get started, just a reminder to like us on Facebook, uh, Radioactive Spider Pod. On uh, Instagram, we are at Radioactive Spider Pod. And on Twitter, we are RA Spider Pod. Hope to hear from you. Please interact with us. We are getting lonely. Today is episode, we're doing episode seven, and it is called Craven the Hunter. I think it's kind of a weird that his name is Craven. Like, Craven with a C means somebody who is afraid, right? Like, Game of Thrones made that very clear. Uh, but, like, I guess they just picked it because it sounds cool. Like, I haven't been able to find any reason why his name is Craven. Because he's Craven for that Mariah. That's oh, true. Wait, isn't it? Sorry, isn't um, isn't this different than? Didn't they come up with this for the TV show? This isn't how he normally is, right? Yeah, it's well. I mean, the backstory is a little bit different. Um, if we want to go into it now, the uh, in the comics there was like a voodoo priestess named Calypso who's right. his lover, and and she gives him like the Calypso serum, and he's actually half brothers with the. Uh, chameleon hmm. and chameleon's pissy uh because spider-man beat him so he is the one who convinces craven to come and hunt spider-man as the deadliest game oh chameleon right. you mean voldemort before voldemort was a thing maybe that's yeah. what jk rowling based him off of maybe he was just pissed because craven got like a sweet you know manly man and mustache and chameleon looks like a weirdo <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's kind of that's kind of only really the cartoon of Chameleon. I'm pretty sure they... He like... looks... Like, he doesn't have that purple suit, but in the comics, the original comics, he looks creepy like that. At least... I don't know. I guess that might be a mask or whatever, but it's super weird. He does look a lot like that. Like, what's wrong with your face? You know? That's what I want to yeah. say. In high school... uh. In high school, we had one of those love compatibility things, you know, where you fill out a Scantron sheet right. and it matches you up with people of the opposite sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and then like the last year of high school i was like ah this is stupid so i filled it in super generically so hundreds and hundreds of girls were told that their ideal man or one of their ideal men was named craven moorhead uh so it was pretty great and then they called over the announcements that craven moorhead should report to the office (laughs) and did you go no, because I would obviously have been suspended. It was a trap. That's not uh, his name. Wait, did you think some women were very upset that they didn't find the loves of their lives in high school? No, it was a Catholic school. They just didn't like the blowjob pun. Well, that means Ba-dum-sh. they have to admit it was done on purpose. Sometimes they just brush those things under the rug. Yeah, but it was on hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of people's sheets. Like, everybody, if you didn't have me in your, like, one, two, three, like, it was at least top five for almost everybody. It was great. What did you say? Like, you liked to listen, but, you know, you liked to hug, and you were a good talker? I just made it super generic. I was like, I wasn't going to be, I didn't, I just made myself super normal so that I would be right in the middle of everything. Everybody's the number three choice, Craven Moorhead. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's your best buddy, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> all right then all right jump so <laughs> jumping let's in. get on to the episode for god's sakes slip on your finest loincloth and pop a bottle of mystical calypso serum because today we're doing episode seven craven the hunter Craven the Hunter first aired april fool's day 1995 and is loosely based on amazing spider-man number 15 We begin our story with Peter, attempting to go for an interview and instead walking into a domestic dispute. Craven the Hunter is harassing the shit out of Dr. Mariah Crawford. Spider-Man intervenes to save her. He wants to get a job in a real research lab? Ouch, poor Dr. Connors. (laughs) Somewhere dark, somewhere academics cry, because clearly this is like private research. (laughs) I think it's like he's, you know, he's just... He's just a grad student at the other one. This one would be like a real job, maybe? Like it's a real thing? I don't know. I don't think he's a grad student. I uh, thought he was still taking classes. He's an undergrad. Well, that's my point. It's like he's an undergrad. So he's, he, you know what that's like. Here he's going to try and get a real job. I'm a real boy. Yeah. I like he calls himself Pete as like a pep talk. Okay, Pete. Take a deep breath. Yeah, that's what I always do. <laughs> You're going to dazzle about this episode, Pete. <laughs> Yeah. This is your time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's what I say before every episode. I have, I'm surrounded by mirrors that I that I used to boost my ego. Not gonna cry in the bathroom after this one, Pete. Nope. <laughs> um, oh, it's man. funny. Like um, you mentioned that the this air date was April first, uh, 1995. The last episode aired on March 11th. So like, it was a pretty big gap. In between those spring break spring break <laughs> no, right i, I guess spring so. break no that doesn't make any sense they have more time to watch cartoons yeah but yeah i don't know no well like wasn't this didn't this air like april 1st 1995 was that a saturday i i'm i'm not the rain man what do you want from me i don't know you just have to guess it was a saturday <laughs> boom <laughs> i'm the rain Great. man when he uh he walks in on them arguing and stuff, it's like I forgot that Cravens actually had like a name and a first name, and Sergey, which is a very kind of generic Russian name if you think about it. But yeah, whatever. I mean, Stanley wasn't. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't name like Sergey. I was gonna say Sergey Samsonov, and I'm pretty sure that's a professional hockey player. But you know what I mean. They love alliteration. Oh, the Pete comes in. Peter Parker walks in on this, <laughs> and he uh. He overhears, you know, this this big domestic dispute, but it's like, 
Sergey's just like, I came all this way for <laughs> one purpose. And you're like, whoa. To smash. What's that purpose? <laughs> like, cornering <laughs> this woman in the lab. Like, ah, uh, I've come all the way here. Uh, Mariah, uh, I yeah. got your texts, and I see you sent a <laughs> smiley emoji. Mariah, we both <laughs> swiped right. <laughs> I see you like to learn, laugh, love. Oh, God. It's live, love, and laugh, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. You're a citizen of the world and a dog mom. <laughs> I set my distance to 300 kilometers. <laughs> you were the only I, hit I got. <laughs> he can sprint that far in 10 minutes. <laughs> It's true. I, I guess we should say, like, this whole episode, I mean, it doesn't age necessarily the best yeah. in terms of, like, gender dynamics. Uh, we can get into that if we have to, but, like, there's a lot of like, abusive relationship coming on, and it's all, like, just kind of glossed. And we're like, it's very just like, ah, yeah. okay. It's very, like, man want woman needs sex. Like, that's basically. Very primal. Yeah, right? I, I mean, that's okay okay if he's just like straight with the villain but it's sort of like i don't know it's just the way the whole thing's played it's creepy yeah like oh anyway, he was a lovely fair. charming man and now he just is a beast i don't know um you just need to get to know him when i first saw them arguing and stuff and like i guess like she was she wasn't breaking up with him he just thought she was seeing another man or something i'm just like what are you breaking up him for that outfit <laughs> ah very stylish nice Actually, that's a good point. He just assumes he's leaving her for another man because she doesn't write him a note. I We'll get to the backstory. Yeah, she just flees the country. Craven is voiced by our old pal Greg Berger, Woo! who also plays Mysterio. Oh, that dick. Uh, yeah. This time he's uh, putting on a terrible Russian accent instead of just talking loudly. So, you know. Well, with some bass in his voice and like in reverb was with Mysterio. Yeah, do you think when he recorded as Mysterio, they, like, put him in a fishbowl? I hope no. so. Like, how do you make... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I do not think that. It's probably done in post. He had to speak in a glass. <laughs> yeah, Peter, you have to... You're editing this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Then give my voice Mysterio reverb now. Okay. I am Mysterio. Heroes, ideas, are bad. Boom! That'll teach her. Uh, and Dr. Crawford... Uh-huh. Uh, is played by Susan Bobin or Bobian. I don't know. Uh, she's got a solid IMDb resume going for herself, uh, but um, nothing really else stands out there. Right. So I like that uh, Mariah just runs outside those sweet stairs adjacent to, like, it's a fire escape on, like, the 20th floor or something, but it looks like regular stairs. It's kind of weird. Hey, the Hardy Foundation spared no expense. The Hardy Foundation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the... it was their building, yeah. Of que- yeah, you're right. Of questionable research. I love when um, uh, Craven is just like, please, Mariah, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds so <laughs> insincere, but okay. He's trying not to bark like a dog. Yeah, I don't so, even know, know what that is. <laughs> yeah, he's so animalistic. Can we talk about it? Like, I don't know why they decided to go... With the speedo, with the pink rings, how is that? Why not make it zebra? Like, how is that? What they decided his costume should look like? Cravens? Yeah. It's very similar to what's in the comic. Uh, it's not too far off the original comic. Is the pink? Are the pink rings on the speedo? Is that a thing? I don't know if that's pink. I think it's supposed to be like 
Some kind of jaguar off shade. I don't really know. It's so off-putting. <laughs> it's the same as his armband that he's got for some reason. <laughs> right? So he wanted to reuse the fabric. Well, he's only got so much weird animal hide to yeah. go around. You, you can know? only find... You know how hard it is to find pink in nature? That's true. It's like, you know, flamingos are bust. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Probably just as hard to find blue as it is to find blue. Yeah, it's not common. Nope. Um, I like uh, I like the digs at his costume though. Like, yeah, Yo, you're a Leo, right? Nice outfit. Uh, don't tell me you're a Leo, right? Is this guy a pro wrestler? <laughs> like, it's just... I kept a count of the quips in this episode, like as best oh, as yeah? I could. There's not as many as you'd think, or maybe I just missed a whole bunch. I think the problem is that Spidey was working without uh, Jameson because this is the first episode that Jameson doesn't appear in. It's true. He's heard on two voice messages, but he actually uh, he has no FaceTime at all. Yep. So, you know, that's usually jacking up our count a little bit. He's fighting off Craven, and he, like, gets thrown away, you know, whatever. Uh, he sticks to the glass of a building, it right. looks like, across the street, I guess. Yep. And Craven jumps over, hangs out on the sheer glass, and then, like, pulls a one-two move. Like, there's a couple of beats there. He's just hanging on this thing like Spider-Man. Yeah, everybody's got spider-crawling powers, apparently. Yeah. Well, maybe he was quickly holding on to Spider-Man. He clearly, like, yeah, he did. You could, you could see it. Right. See it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, he just lands and feeds feet. His hands don't touch the wall. But then he goes and he goes and like um, makes a comment. Spider-Man makes a comment um, that uh, Craven was faster than his web line. Faster than a speeding web line. Who am I dealing with here? Which yeah, like no one has been faster than his webs at this point, right? It's got to be goddamn fast too. Someone who's like actually agile enough to be like. Hoo, hoo. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he makes such a good uh, counterpart to Spider-Man because he's just as agile. So it's interesting to see him go and face someone who's just just as equally as agile, but doesn't have the same spider powers, right? Because a lot of the time it's just like, oh, let me fight my analog. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he also goes. <laughs> I love when he's like uh, putting. He puts Craven into a chokehold, and then he go like Craven goes and tells Mariah, just like, can you tell him to like not do this because it's like. Mariah, for his own sake, tell him to remain out of our affairs. <laughs> it's good. He's gonna hurt himself. I'm just like. Why don't you just tell him yourself, man? Like, why? he can hear you. I guess he won't listen to him. Yeah, but, I like, guess. Craven's clearly, like, only half paying attention this whole time mm-hmm. to everything else. He, like, <laughs> like he doesn't know who Spider-Man is. And so he's, like, the big, like, they actually, I think, cut to commercial with the cliffhanger of him dangling Spider-Man off of a roof. Right. Like, uh, no! Yeah. <laughs> like, Spider-Man. Like, it works for him, I guess, because he doesn't know. But, like, as a as an audience, you're like, and? You're like, yeah. like, whatever. I mean, it'll be fine. But you were still kind of nervous. Like, what if this time is the time he he's out of web fluid? Both of his web shooters go out again? Yeah, he's out of web fluid. Yeah. That's a big deal. Spider-Man and Dr. Crawford swing off, but Craven snuffles his way after them. Crawford gives us a surprisingly long Craven backstory, the highlights being Crawford goes to Africa to find a colleague. Craven was her guide. She got a wonder drug. Craven saves her from hyenas. She uses a drug to save him. He becomes a nut bar. She flees to the States and tries to find a cure for the cure. That about it? Yeah, that was a, you summed it up pretty well. Next scene. 
Yeah, no, it was. It's a very long, but like it's a very long scene. Like her, her backstory takes a long time. I love that she, you know, she clearly tells it also with still remembering that she loves the man. Like she has fa- fond memories of him, but also the, just the, I was drawn to Sergey. I was drawn to Sergey. Like there's very clearly some, you know, that's how. Mm-hmm. Well, he big strong man. I had that written down too. Like it, it seems like kind of crazy that she's tolerating this nut job, but like, you know that the boning down that occurred following <laughs> both of them almost dying to hyenas and then him becoming a man animal is gotta be like legendary. Like, say it with me, legendary. It's life changing fuck times, and that's probably why. Like, she probably could have cured him months ago, but she was just trying. To- like she was not really trying that hard because like the the animal fucking was just like too strong a pull and then like then he starts like you know killing zebras with his teeth and she's like ah I really should have been starting this earlier oh shit he's gone too far now like the the and like he was already so much man they showed to begin with like grabbing that cobra and just hucking it even though it could probably just come right back he's like i got you i got you baby i got you (laughs) of the terrible terribly drawn animals in this episode that snake is by far the worst (laughs) it is so horrible looking when she when he grabs it it looks really offended or something i don't know (laughs) right also like (laughs) she says like he started changing and i always pissed me off when i was a kid because you see Peter, whatever, Peter Jackson, we'll say. Um, okay. Wh- who's the researcher guy? Dr. James Reeves. That's it. <laughs> How did you know? She leans into that name for no reason. Dr. James Reeves. <laughs> Listen, if you know anything about the scientific community, it's all name dropping. So she was probably like, yeah, okay, but like, I was working with Dr. James Reed. Boom. Reeves, Reeves, Reeves. <laughs> Yeah, but like, look, like, just put the drop in there. She bites into the name really hard. Dr. James Reeves. It made me like, oh, we're going to have to remember this name. Right. No, we don't need that name ever again. (laughs) Maybe she had a crush on him before. And then she met Sergey and was like, whoa. She's her own woman. She's not like ruled by her loins. Oh, I was going to say, I was always pissed when she said he started changing because Peter, no. James Reeves was Reeves. Reeves looked like this crazy like he had like Blanca hair like from Street yeah. Fighter. He looks like yeah, crazy cool. And then Craven looks the fucking same. Like at least his like why didn't his uh, hair grow? No, Vero. His outfit changed. Yeah. But like Andy Andy changed his name. But like I wanted I don't know, I expected a little bit more ferality out of him. Like you're telling me his hair didn't didn't change from that fucking Maybe buzz he cuts cut. it. I guess the idea is like he's still changing. Like he's getting worse, which is why she had to flee. No, but like, wait, but wait, wait. Dr. James Reeves. Dr. James Reeves. So James Reeves took it and he's like, oh, well, this is changing me. This is fucked. And I'm pretty, like, I guess in his last breath as a scientist, an actual uh, cognizant scientist, he went and made up another version after that which didn't have as much yeah. monsterism pleasing taste some monsterism he didn't say that he said I, I he used it it cures diseases but he gave me the last of it yeah the last of it but he could have made more after he took it 
Yeah, what Peter's saying is he continued to work on it until he became too feral, mm-hmm. and then he gave up. And, like, this is the last version that he was able to produce. Yeah. But it's still not good enough. Yeah. Also, um, it's funny. The scene where she, like, trips with the hyenas, that yeah. scene yeah. is, like, f- like exactly ripped from Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's kind of really funny because it's, like, when the Beast is fighting the wolves, it, like, it's almost identical. It's just him doing, like, rah, I'm the man. Look at me fighting these animals. And then he's all yeah. hurt, and then she has to take care of him. I don't know. It was just a funny... Except I think it was more graphic in Beauty and the Beast, to be honest. What does he get? A heat just stroke? Like, like, he just passed Yeah, he, he keels over, and he, like, looks perfectly fine. <laughs> he's seriously injured. Oh, I'm a little dizzy. <laughs> he's got a torn shirt, and he's got no nipples. Maybe they ate his nipples. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't hurt at all, and she just wanted the jungle bang. Oh my god. There was no blood. There was no nipples. There was no scratches. Like, you know, like even like the cartoon his arm like looked a little cross dirty. hatching. They could have just done the cross yeah. hatching on like his chest that was like obviously revealed because he got scratched by him. But he like fucking jumps in. He's just like, I'll save you and there's like twelve fucking hyenas there. Like he didn't have He's a like, gun? <laughs> like I know, right? Like, wasn't this well, guy no, prepared? He had to give it up because he was a big game hunter and he quit. No, he's wearing so. a gun when he's when he's doing the travel. Like he, she says, yeah, like, no, oh, he but, toured me around. I know, I know. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like, there was the whole thing about, oh, he was a big game hunter in Africa until hunting was outlawed. A, sure it was, bud. And B, how is big game hunter a job? Like, how do you get paid as big game hunter? Well, it's just like that fucking dentist who shot that lion. Yeah, but he did it for fun. His guides would be, like, paid. But, like, yeah. this guy wasn't a guide. He was the actual hunter. Oh, right. This was I'm the saying, 90s, like, man. Who's, yeah, like, who's paying him for this? I don't know. I do love how she goes and drops his, like, real name. Sergei Kravenov. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's where Craven comes from. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's how he did it. Yeah. Well, it's not like it was Peter Spider-Man. <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm Spider-Man now. Attorney at law. Attorney at law. Please, please. <laughs> if he gets a job in the entertainment industry, he goes by Peter Spidey. <laughs> I just like that uh, the serum apparently is just a pour over. Like, how does it get in? Yeah, they just dump oh, serum yeah. on people's chests. They're like, good enough. Yep. So I wrote, I wrote, serums go on chests. <laughs> just absorbs. And then he's just like, so I like when he comes up behind her and he's just like, just sniffs really hard when she starts talking about him getting more beastly and primal. And I was like, ah, oh, he's totally smelling her vagina. <laughs> Gosh. Yep. Well, she says, he's like, he went and developed. Like uh, his new instincts burned in his blood, and his <laughs> loins. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I like part of it. <laughs> I'd like to hear the. I'd like to see the rated R version of this episode where she just mm-hmm. goes into so much detail to Spider-Man while he's swinging, and he's like effectively <laughs> trapped. <laughs> he's Monday, just like torn. Morning and night and evening constantly, <laughs> and he's just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, running out of web fluid here. <laughs> <laughs> gonna put you down. Gonna so have to I drink can go some make pineapple some juice. more. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I do like that he ends their little like, uh, you know, trip and story time uh, by taking her, you know, to a safe place. But he, he says, "I don't usually handle domestic disputes. Not a good look, Spidey. Not a good look. Yeah. What does he? Do? 
He's like, ooh, domestic dispute, maybe a robbery. Ooh, I'm going to go to that robbery. Didn't he handle the lizard thing? Wasn't that a domestic dispute at some point? I think you could argue it was. Yeah, I think. Good. Fuck you, Spider-Man. Um, another thing, too. Did the serum change his fashion sense? Because he's wearing the, like, khaki, like, uh, shirt and shorts and cargo shorts and stuff that a safari person always wears. And then all of a sudden he comes over a hill with his, like, vest with eyes on it and and bright red and all that stuff. He's peacocking now. I guess. Oh, he's an alpha. But yep. do you figure it's just things he killed? And he's just, like, wearing them as, like, trophies? Yeah, yeah, I think it's trophies. Yeah. He's, like, well, pulling a, you know, a Hercules. He has the vest and the lion and stuff. Yeah. Um, why didn't she leave Craven like, a note or something before she left? Like, you think this is what it really was a, just a miscommunication? No, I think he would have come either way, you know, because I think part of it's that he's, like, obsessed with him. his mate, and, yeah. She, he's, he's a good tracker, jealous. too. Yeah, so much sniffing in this episode. Yeah. Well, he goes and, like, grabs Spider-Man's web and smells it. I'm like, what the fuck are you getting off of that? Like, does it? And he's like, oh, he's in this direction. I'm like, how did that tell you a direction? Or are you just smelling the trail of, like, web fluid? I guess because he grabs it, right? So yeah. he can smell it from the Spider-Man grabbing it. Like, he shoot, like yeah. you would think it's self-contained yeah. when he shoots it, and then he holds onto it, so that would transfer scent. And I think he's just smelling web to web. But then, yeah, yeah but also, like, yeah, wouldn't Spider-Man's web fluid, since I assume in this universe he's the only one who has it, it would smell very distinctive. Yeah. So, okay. That's Yeah, fair. probably. Spidey does a light B&E and stashes Dr. Crawford away at somebody else's house, but Craven is hot on their trail. Crawford splits when Robbie Robinson comes on early, leading him to a piss-the-fuck-off Craven the Hunter. Really not a good look for Spider-Man. This is probably the part where, if we're talking about this episode not aging well, it's this scene right here that she's like, no, he's coming after me, and he's like, ah, listen, lady, I'm sure you're fine. Stop worrying, Doc. He's like, no, no, this guy almost beat you up, and he's going to come out. Ah, you know what? You're good. Bye. Like, it's... Yeah, stay here. I got stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, he's got to go get laid. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's... I think this is probably the most awkward scene. I'm very disappointed in you, Spider-Man. It's a... It's also a dick move from uh, Spider-Man using Robbie's place as a crash pad. Does he do that, like, a lot? That's where the hookers <laughs> go. <laughs> he's throwing parties. But it's explained, right? Like, Robbie was supposed to be on vacation. Yeah, no, I get it. But he, just because he knows Robbie's not there, he's willing to break into his house. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a jerk thing to do. It's his house. Like, like, what if Robbie brought his, like, okay, him not being married at this point, maybe he gets married and the lady already has a son. We're not quite sure about that. But, like, what if he was bringing his girlfriend over and then all of a sudden Mariah Crawford's, like, clothes or panties or Mariah's home he could be cock-blocking the shit out of Robbie. How at home do you think she made herself? <laughs> she <laughs> could. True. Like, she's she just like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go and do I the almost... horror movie shtick and take, a, get, take off all my clothes in the living room and then go to the bathroom and take a shower with the door open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past this episode, though, because yeah, it gets very sitcom-y. Like, I'll get back into it when it happens, but, like, it, there's some, like... 
lame 90s sitcom shit happening. Right. One thing I wanted to mention, though, is what is Mariah Crawford's accent? Like, is it African? Yeah, that's a little unclear. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You're right. It's... The problem is she's a made up character for the for the show. Yeah. Like in the in like I said in the sh- in the actual comics it's like the goddess yeah. thing Calypso. Calypso. Which I think they bring Calypso in later. Yeah, and he, well, no, later on he starts calling her his Calypso. Yeah. But he doesn't do that now. So like I don't know where Mariah Crawford's supposed to be from. Yeah. Like I think it was just yeah, just of... it sounded it sounded like an African accent. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it was from. It was just very like, how can I place this accent? Well, sorry, it's very cla- like it's very distinct for that character. Like no one else has on the oh, show yeah, an yeah, accent yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why they had to give her an accent. Like, what does it matter? What act? What yeah, it, it says very specifically she's like she travels to Africa, so she's not from Africa, as far as we know. I think. Yeah, I think she says like she came back to the to the states to like find a, a cure or whatever. I don't know. So, yeah, I think it's BS. <laughs> yeah. I like the the whole <laughs> Craven just busts in and starts, like, going right at Robbie. Like, I'm going to take a bold stance. Craven's going a little strong here. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. yeah, just a bit. Well, he doesn't listen to anybody to hear what they have to say. No, no, I, I know. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, well, I like craving. that she, she, and it just goes to show that she's like still that scared of him that she's just like trying to do work, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh fuck, it's Craven," but it's clearly Robbie. Yeah, it's kind of weird that uh, she didn't have a plan for any of this. Like she keeps going on that he, that she knows that he will come for her, and but she time took the time to get into a lab and got her grant and like all that stuff in New York City, but didn't make any contingency plans. True. I just yeah I don't I just uh, yeah you're right like what was she expecting would happen? Oh, he'll hunt us to the ends of the earth. What? Uh, what? Yeah, he didn't think ahead. Yeah, well, I guess the whole point is like he's not very rational and he's like very, you know, primal and he just he goes by like his, um, you know, his emotions more emotional and just like just like a um, like a wild beast, right? Yeah. yeah, but he's she's very not. Hot-headed. That's the point. It's I'm I'm not upset with him. I'm upset with her for not like being like, oh yeah, that guy that's been hunting me to the ends of the earth. He'll probably be here. No, but what I figure, what just, I what I mean I'll, is like, I'll she, worry about it. She couldn't rational. She knows she couldn't rationalize with him, like she was trying to do at mm. the beginning of the episode. I like the uh, I did freeze frame that um, uh, the thing that he that she drops, like the invitation that she drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that? Uh. <laughs> Hardy Foundation Annual Animal Preservation Fundraiser. Fundraiser is a hyphen. Dr. Mariah Crawford, you are cordially invited to attend Ponce and Burra's The Animal in You, New Exotic Fashions for the, I can't tell, his thumbs in the way, 8 p.m., the Plaza Hotel, black tie is required. And uh, there's a little note that says, like, Dr. Crawford, I think that, like, I don't know. It looks like it's from, like, Felicia's mom. Oh, so she got a direct invite. I kind of, I get, yeah. I think I missed that because it goes so quickly. Um, I just assumed he smelled Spider-Man at this event, like, and that's how he got there. But no, apparently he sees uh, this no. invite. He finds it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to that.
Peter gets gussied up and heads over to the Jungle Fashion Show, conveniently in progress, but finds himself center stage as he's being pursued by Mary Jane, Felicia Hardy, and Craven the Hunter. A brief fight ensues on the rooftops, and Spidey has six hours and six hours only to hand over Dr. Crawford, or Robbie will pay the price. First of all, it's that same tuxedo. So we know that that's like that's his go-to suit. But then he makes fun of it in this one. He's like, oh, I feel oh. stiffy or whatever. I feel like an undertaker in this outfit. <laughs> I don't think he says, oh, <laughs> I feel stiffy. I think that's what uh, Mary Jane's saying. Oh. Don't you mean stuffy? That's it. That's what he says. Yeah, stiffy means something else. <laughs> oh. wow. That's why it's funny. <laughs> also, he thanks Aunt May for giving him his the invite. Was MJ not going to invite him? Like, it sounds like he got she a just, backseat invite because she's, oh, thanks for giving Aunt, like, I'm here because of Aunt May. I think uh, she's just a model. Yeah. Mary Jane is trying to play this cool. You know, she thinks that there's a potent, there's potential with this relationship. So she doesn't want to go and be like, oh, come hang out, come hang out, come hang out, like, all the time, you know? Plus, she hasn't seen the suit yet, so. It's you true. Know, he's ripping on it, but we all know the ladies love it. If I was him, I'd be wearing that 24-7 because, like. It just, the, uh, women throw themselves at him when he's wearing that suit. Yeah. And you look great. Stinson's, uh... It's that purple whole thing. cumber button. Cumber bun? It's that purple cumber bun. Cumber bun. It's the ladies. It's funny, though, Kev, you mentioned it's a black tie required, but isn't his tie purple? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I do like that May hustles Peter the fuck out of the house. Like, she just, like... It just forces him out really, really quickly for some reason. <laughs> Bye, Peter. It's not really explained why either. Oh, we know why. Triple J's coming over. <laughs> Triple J is coming over with a U. He's already there in May's sex dungeon. Oh, <laughs> That's why he's only taking like calls right now. It's just <laughs> it's only by phone because <laughs> he keeps all tied up at the moment. Oh, Maybe God, May no. thinks that Peter's a weird shut-in. Because like he leaves from his how like window as Spider Man, right? Whenever he's like in the house. So maybe she's like, Holy shit, we're getting him out of the house. Just go, just go, just go. Just like pressuring him to leave because she thinks he's this weird nerd shut in. Isn't he though? Well, I mean when he's that was, he was he I was guess. most of his life, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna spend his late nights either he's either out web slinging or he's uh is at home mixing up the next batch of web fluid. No, but like he's like sh like she raised him, right? Like so she knows what he's like. Yeah, so True. she's trying to encourage him to go out and exactly. stop being a loner. Well, the whole Spider-Man thing is fairly recent in his life, right? Yeah, it's true. So he gets there, uh, like I said, and he Mary Jane is super pumped to see him. She wants to have dinner afterwards. Skip the after party. Boom. Let's skip the party afterwards and get a bite to eat. Just you and me alone. Felicia wants to uh, have him escort her to the after party. Boom. You can take me to the party later. Like the ladies are throwing him and he's like, and he kind of like hooks himself up with two dates at the same time. Yep. And that's like I was saying, this game, this, this episode gets really sitcom-y with that. Yep. And then uh, Craven bursts in. And everybody thinks he's just part of the show. Again, like a pretty classic, like wacky sitcom kind of. Oh, I think it's and like you're in danger, but they don't realize it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That, like, fat like lady like, what, what does the lady say? It's the guy from Cats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Such a dated reference. <laughs> Mr. Topham Hat says, fuck you, Peter. <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles is magical. Um, I love... <laughs> is Mr. Topham Hat from that? I don't even know. No, Mr. M- I don't know. Guess. Maybe. I just love when Felicia, when he knows that, like, MJ is, like, in the building and Felicia goes for a hug, you can clearly see that he's, like, arms are hovering. Look, MJ, no touching. No <laughs> touching. I'm not touching. <laughs> because she goes, like, <laughs> she goes, like, super hard into him. <laughs> the fucking Mr. Mistopheles is what we were looking for. Sir Topham Hat is fucking the, is the, the fat controller guy from... Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. I've never seen cats. Fuck you. Yeah. Neither have I. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh just God. before that, Peter, like, shows up late to this fashion show, edges his yep. way to the front, front row, and yep. fucking, like, auga, auga in front of all these <laughs> other men. <laughs> like, yeah, he admits to, like, having a huge bone on. It's like MJ comes out with her like her they like how they say faux leopard print, but like he's just like ah oh, it brings out the animal in me <laughs> like like but he says it out loud everyone's like and everyone gives him a ton of space because they're like who is this freak? The old man's like mm, we talk about it about his. That's privacy. the reason Felicia sees him like she, she she only sees him because he's like in a pocket of his own creation. He's like the weird guy on the subway talking to himself. Yeah, well, hey, that guy guy's got some points <laughs> i don't know the thing is this uh in this episode it's like yeah they have craven and he's a jungle themed villain and we like we get that right and then they're just like oh let's go and say there's a jungle themed fashion show by the way happening also at the same time that peter's encountering this person it's just kind of like they stuck with the jungle theme and just kind of played off of everything in it. Like the writers of the episode, you know? No, it's true. It's very um, Batman and Robin. I was going to say it's very Batman the animated series. But it's like legit very Batman and Robin. Because of the whole like Poison Ivy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the fundra- the charity fundraiser when <laughs> they're up on stage. Oh. And it's all jungle themed. And then she comes out. With that weird gorilla costume. Uh, yeah. Yep. And like, yeah, like it's just a very kind of like, okay, we get it with the jungle theming. Yeah, like Spider-Man, as typical episodes, doesn't really do that. Batman typically does, where they're like, oh, look, because I guess because Bruce Wayne goes to events, they often have events that are like in theme with the episode. So I I just, you're right, Peter. It feels like, oh, very ham, like shoehorned in. Oh, no, you, you mean ham fisted? As if we don't say that enough. We could say ham-fisted. Ham-bone. <laughs> but yeah, also, apparently everything's fine with Pete and Mary Jane now. Like, Well, yeah, because because after Mysterio, it was fine, right? I guess. But then he then he goes and mucks it up, as usual. Yeah, we're on a roller coaster. <laughs> the, like, the fight on the route. Like, like Craven scales that uh, enormously tall set of curtains. Right. To go on his little roof fight, and he immediately gets dumpstered by Peter, uh, and then the only thing that saves him is that he has Robbie's f- driver's license on him mm-hmm. to show him that he stole his comrade. No, it was his press ID because it says Daily Bugle. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Con, of course, he says comrade. <laughs> 
So he like goes on stage and just like announces to everybody, just like, "Oh, Spider-Man, I know you're here." Spider-Man, I know you are here. It's just like, whatever happened to the element of surprise? Like, aren't you supposed to be a hunter? Don't you use that to your advantage? Yeah, you'd think so. I think I thought he would blend right in with the the models and then have like. Well, a- he did. Then that's what everybody did. But like, he didn't know that when he was going there, right? No, yeah, he just just he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Also. By the way, you mentioned he pulls out Robbie's daily, uh, like press ID. So yep. he had the forethought to have uh, to put pockets in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just licked it and stuck to him. <laughs> yeah, it just stuck. To, it's just the vest is so tight. There's just it's it, everything just sticks in there. I'm having a hard time reading it because of the resolution, but it looks like Robbie is six foot, nothing, 190 pounds. And his birthday is December 27th. Why is that on his press ID? Uh, it just says Daily Bugle and then a bunch of stuff about him. It's a very bad fake ID, it yeah. looks like. He didn't even bother to tie his tie in it. <laughs> he's too busy. And it, But he signed it Joe Robertson. Yeah, I know. It says Joe Robertson is his name. It's kind of weird. Yeah, isn't Maybe it Jonah Robbie? Maybe was like, you can't be another J name. Uh, no, it's Joseph Robbie oh, Robinson. Okay, oh, yes, right. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and the other thing is, like, why six hours? Why not right now? Yeah, like, it's super weird that he says six hours. Like, I guess in his mind it's because he has to go set up his, um, he has to go set up his traps. So he's like, I'm going to need about, mm, Six hours to really get myself. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, can I? Does he tell Spider-Man where to find him? Like, why is he setting up traps? No, he says, "Uh, Mariah will know where to find me." But then, um, like, I think the idea was he he's supposed to bring Mariah to him. He expected them to come in the front door, and he would get all blasted by his traps or whatever, and then he would have Mariah. Um. But he actually doesn't know where Mariah is because she's gone when he goes back to look for her. So he's kind of fucked, right? It's montage time. As Craven sets up his traps, Peter feels bad for himself. Robbie gets some sexual water. Mariah Crawford works in a few different labs. And Spider-Man finally figures out Craven's masterful hideout. I just, I gotta go right to the water because... Craven gives Robbie water in the most sexual way possible, and it, I mean, he really is an animal. I think it would have been more sexual, like, it could have been more sketch- sexual if he had, like, squirted it on him. Like, made Robbie nah, just... Oh man, he grabs the back of his head. It's true. You gotta ask before you do that. <laughs> it's true. And he's fucking, he like... He takes off his gag, and then... Oh, my God. And he's I've so got, bound. Like, uh... Oh, my God. I... I... It's so bad. Um, I love that fucking trap setting montage. That was sweet. That was really cool. You know, I feel I, I learned something. They just like oh about how to, yeah like about how to set like, set traps. Yeah, you're never in the Boy Scouts. So like you're like this is dude. I was in the Boy Scouts. Really? Yeah. Why do you think oh, I'm damn. so prepared? Uh, I would say uh in that um. I like that scene. It's really cool to see him set up all his traps and get himself ready and everything. But they keep cutting to that that same shot of him smoldering in the near darkness. Yeah. Like I'll probably post a screenshot of it, but it's super like 
I get it's just ramping up the sexuality again. He's all like it's so weird. Yeah, he's got like his just his eyes, and he's in the dark. Like, <laughs> yeah, his uh, yeah, his eyes are kind of shadowed. Yeah. It's they used it earlier in the episode, and then I think they used it again later. If it ain't broke, don't fix. Well, it. they use it. They, well, just like with this uh, this series, they just use everything all over. I also like when when Peter's trying to figure out his. Uh, like he's trying to figure out where uh, Craven is, and they cut to a flashback because they love flashbacks. Uh-huh. But it's of something we didn't see. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we were there. Like, I don't, I don't think that happened, buddy. Well, yeah. He says like, Craven is who I am. I belong among the animals. When did he say that? Yeah, he did not say that. I love that, like Mariah Crawford. I was say I love like Mariah Crawford. Hi, like this is real life high quality respected scientist takes a bus <laughs> that you that take the bus yeah science doesn't that's pay. what she's saying don't go into science kids <laughs> you'll be poor as shit <laughs> i went into yeah. science <laughs> science doesn't pay you should be in crime <laughs> <clears throat> i'm in science uh, i would say languages that's you don't know what i do anyways <laughs> Aren't you middle management? I still code. <laughs> That's not, I'm not hearing a no. I'm not hearing a no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his ex- explanation after he molests Robbie uh, about why he's molesting and doing weird things is very weird and short. You know, like he says, like, ah, I was raised, like he gives like, in the russian aristocracy and the rules are the same in the jungle it's like yeah these are neither of those things right this isn't the jungle it's a concrete jungle yeah it's like it's a concrete jungle but also where did he learn where did he learn the code of of the jungle from i guess he picked it up while he was killing all the things that he adorned himself with also think about it this way animals don't actually talk there is no actual code of the jungle. He made it all up. The same rules apply. Yeah, the only code of the jungle is like kill or be killed, I guess. Yeah. Like that one I could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you're asking yourself, though, uh, Peter, and it's uh, were you able to use clocks that they show occasionally to determine the passage of time in this episode as well? And the answer is yes, I was. Thank you for asking. Oh, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man swings in front of a clock tower uh, well after getting his ultimatum from Craven, and it's 10.46 p.m. And the next time we see him, it is 2.05 a.m., meaning three hours and 20 minutes have passed, uh, which is actually very acceptable. Uh, It's it's pretty good. Oh, so you're you're okay with all this time passage and stuff? Yep. No, this was a good episode. It's going to get 10 out of 10 for me. (laughs) 10 out of 10 on-time clocks. Great. We should just have a separate category. (laughs) <laughs> i really wish we would i like that he goes to robbie's place and he like listens to his phone like he listens to his uh, answering machine right and it's just so that we can get one more that one last line from ed asner robbie where the heck are you the airline says your plane landed hours ago what happened to you how does i was kidnapped by a crazed big game hunter grab you jj and so that he can get a zig, because we've got to, we have to have Spider-Man zing J. Jonah Jameson in every episode. Yeah, for sure. It's part of their charter. It's a charter. Yeah, it's on their charter. It's got us this far, guys.
Spider-Man hits the zoo, and the final showdown begins. But when Mariah shows up and trips Craven's kill switch, Spidey has to save Robbie Robertson while Craven defends Mariah Crawford against a pride of lions. Craven is hurt, but Mariah gives him the antidote to the serum. I do, uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, he shows up at the zoo, and, uh, you know, we, we'd seen all of the cool traps and stuff that Craven had set up for him, and he immediately triggers them, and it's, so we actually get a pretty cool fight here. Uh, but the whole thing about Craven is that he doesn't use guns and so forth because he thinks it's too easy and it doesn't have honor or whatever, so he's only using stuff that he can make, basically. But then he has a remote detonation mines that he knocks trees down on top of Spider-Man with. That's okay? Like, Yeah. That's surprising. Did he make too. it out of coconuts? Oh like God, it's I fucking Gilligan's so. Island. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that was but you also didn't see that in the montage, so where the fuck did he do that? Yeah, I guess you have to have something to, to surprise the like, He could have the fucking Ewoks put together shit better. Like they didn't need bombs. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Although we got our first viewing of uh, oh the my Rhino. Nice. Uh, uh, that was probably another really. You mean a rhino? Drawn. Yeah, he rides it like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's Rambi. Rambi, the rhino in Donkey Kong. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Get out of here, guys! Rambi, I'm gonna the rhino. Agree. I'm the best. I'm the whiz. Nobody beats me. All right. About rhino things. <laughs> About That's rhino fair. things, right? Not the zoologist. No, rhinos are my favorite animal. Hey, I do. She too. has a zoology degree too. Um. I I like the traps though. The traps are sick. Like the collapsing cliff. Like I want to see Craven. Like they kind of show it briefly, but it's just funny when he's like, hey, 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 and he like pulls the string. Like where is your spider sense, Spider Man? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That you were landing on like a collapsible cliff. Yeah, I in the um, in the comic it is very different, so it's almost like there's not so much, too much you can compare between the two. But one thing that I like was um, Craven will use a uh, like he has some poison basically, like he uses poisons that he makes himself out of, you know, jungle flowers and things like that. Right. So it's how he weakens his prey in order to take them down. And the reason that he keeps getting the jump on Spider-Man is because he hits him with some like nearly knock in like some poison that nearly knocks him out and then his spider sense is effectively useless so that's how he kind of brings him down to his level a little bit too that's pretty cool mm. i like that that's yeah smart. it is it's actually pretty yeah it is really yeah. cool and then he um yeah he, uh, he's got some other weird stuff that he uses and spider-man has to kind of outwit him it was kind of the better story <laughs> i want to see him like like use a blow dart <laughs> Is that how he? Is that what he uses? Well, no, he can use bombs. He's not going to use blow darts. He's going to use a blow dart gun. Yeah, he uses like dust and stuff. Mm. Like in this one, he makes a smoke screen, but it's pretty ineffective. Right. Uh, pretty sure that's his pheromones, because that scene got like weirdly sexual. As opposed to everything else in this episode. Well, it just layers it more on. Like he drops the smoke bomb, and then they're like wrestling, and he's like, oh, and then you they can't pop see. out, and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> There is like that weird kind of the music goes a bit slower into like like while they're fighting while he's got him in yeah. chokeholds. It was like yeah, I know evil and good, fears and delights, the silver of the Prussian noons, the crimson of the Prussian nights. 
Okay. I assumed that that was supposed to be like, you know, he's choking him out, so like time's slowing down. Or maybe it's just like, you know, when sparks ignite. Um, One interesting thing about this fight, though, is for the first time we see that Spider-Man's web shooter misfires. Misfire? Which, up until now, it's never, number one, never done that. And number two, we've always concentrated on him just running out of web fluid. That, you know. It's so weird. Well, I think, again, like, these are just kind of things, like, even in the comics, right? Like, the writers use as plot devices, right? It's like, I'm going and fighting this new villain, and, oh, no, now I need to use something other than my usual tactics. That's really all it is. Yeah. And I guess it forces him to experience the jungle instead of just spending the entire fight, like, against the glass roof. Yeah, webbing it up. I think that's the problem with that is the, is the over-reliance on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than thinking in more of a clever way, like, uh, it's just like a random chance thing that it breaks is kind of lame, you know? Yeah. There's a there's one, or, I remember an episode where uh, I think it's the Green Goblin crushes his web shooters. And he's like, yeah. he crushed my web shooter. So like, and that was different. And you're like, okay, that's cool. It's interesting. And it was a tactic that the villain used in order to deal with him. Yeah. Kind of like I was saying, the in the comic he uses this poison and it it, it it disables his spider sense and it you know these are effective and interesting ways of dealing with it and then random chance just feels lazy because it is lazy yeah. and you wonder why they didn't just do the poison like that makes so much more sense like he lands in the jungle and then gets i gotta wonder if it's a drug something. thing yeah but they maybe. Use serum i don't but know but like it's it's kind of shitty i because, like you said, the Green Goblin, they show him crushing the web shooters. Yeah. He's like, oh, they got hit in a fall. I didn't notice how that would have happened. Right? Like, it, they didn't... It, it feels so th- so much more throwaway because they didn't at least take the time to show you it happening. Yeah. It feels cheap. Well, they can't... I mean, it's just because of, the, like, the nature of the cartoon. It's so fast and everything. They can't show you everything. So going in later and just having the actor record a line is probably a lot easier. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. My point is, is it just feels like they must have had a storyline that they wanted to follow. They could have included that in the original drawings, but whatevs. Right. So the other thing I want to say about the scene is, uh, am I supposed to be seduced by Craven? Because I kind of was. Like, this entire yeah. episode has just kind of been, like... I feel so strange. <laughs> You're like, hold on. Let me be as fully clear as possible about the sexual feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like you're... Uh, I think I think getting him working in that way, like, making him have that sort of appeal kind of is important because otherwise you would just... It would be... Even at the time, I think it would be too much if she was just running from him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, if she yeah. wasn't trying to save him, if she wasn't, like, into him, it would be, uh, even, even then, I think they would have been, like, not working for us. But one of the, one of the thing, interesting things about this, I don't, other than, like, the lizard, I think we did it with the lizard, but the other villains we've had up to this point, there is no real sympathetic side to them. And there was with Craven, where it's like he's a really good person. He just got like dealt a bad hand, you know. Yeah, they took a risk with, to save his life, and yeah. now he's a monster. 
Right. He cares about people. He wants to protect the woman that he loves. And, you know, and then eventually, like, in this scene, like, Spider-Man helps him. And he's like, oh, let me help you from the lions. Yeah. Because he sees ultimately that he's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's, like, just stuck in a, yeah, he's, like, sick in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I guess, like, you know, it's a little bit of. Well, I was gonna say seeps a bit of himself, but later on there'll be kind of an analog to that in in Peter, right? When the the when he becomes more unstable. Yeah, it's true. <gasps> oh, such a good storyline. Yep. Um, there I was, like that. Like yep. I don't know. Kevin alluded to it when he when he explained the the scenario, but just like just to add to more sexual about this episode, what is Mariah's trap that she trips? Just a shot of water, like all over. <laughs> all yeah. over her we were watching it and i'm like you should be dead like yeah she gets hit by a fire hydrant's worth of water and it blasts her 40 feet into a uh, a steel and cement lion cage but yep. like they have a split second animation of her like oh like getting it in the chest <laughs> and you're just like there it is this is this episode in a nutshell that's fair yeah uh, there's a lot of uh in your endos in this uh, episode nice I like, uh, you know, after after Spider Man and, and Craven kind of team up, and Craven's falling over again from, uh, you know, his invisible injuries that he gets from animals. Uh, right. She's like rushes in and she, you know, pours the antidote. I think that one goes in his mouth like this. That time. one. Yep. And that one is not mucus membrane absorption. That one yeah. is purely mouth oral yeah. only. <laughs> yeah. So she puts it in his mouth. He screams like really kind of weirdly right q yeah q scream right here ah! excellent yep and he and then he kind of rises around and then he's like he's okay again like wait that just undid the old serum right didn't he need that to survive like this is oh, just right. undoing the thing that keeps him surviving like it made him normal again and a normal person would have died from the injuries of fighting four lions. No, but he would have healed by now. No, no, not from the hyenas. The one that the, the injuries that he had stained that fight. Like he was clearly unconscious. Yeah, just now, like so seconds before. Oh, just, oh, with the yeah, lions. Strap him down. Yeah, right. That's why I said yeah. lions, not the hyenas. You, you, you. He's unconscious right now, so you strap gets... him down. You wait till he heals, and then you give him the serum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like timeline of events. He fights four lions. He collapses to the ground because he's in incredible amounts of invisible <laughs> wounds. She sees him about to die or whatever and goes, let's finally undo the thing that's keeping you alive. And then he's all better. It doesn't make as much sense. It makes me wish that sense. they could have like drawn in all the wounds reopening. <laughs> it's just like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes the other way. He just bleeds out. Put it back. He just dies. Guys, we're in a world. We're in a world of Spider Men and Spider Women. Spider people. You know, and ghost spiders and all that stuff. So, like, I'm not the one who invented this. Uh, this serum. Like, they're the ones who were making this reality, man. They. It, that's on them. That's, that's what I'm saying. The one thing I noticed was actually kind of weird. and it Actually, it was weird, I think, because it kind of felt it was like a line of dialogue that was recorded after the fact. But it was kind of like when Spider-Man goes and rescues Robbie from the – like after he falls um, into the lake under the waterfall, 
He goes and says, I'm sorry I put you in such danger, my friend. I'm sorry I put you in such danger, my friend. And it's like so sensual. And it's just like, very, like it's just like a very calming kind of like what I thought it was very out of place for the like the um, scenario they were in. Just like I just saved you. And he's just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was extremely out of place. And I wasn't sure whether it was supposed to be implied that he was saying it mm. like in his head. Mm hmm. Or not, like it was hard to Maybe. tell. Right, good point. Because, because like, I don't think he would say that as Spider Man, no, right? Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah, you're a, right. Like, why would he do so that? It's got to be in his brain that he's yeah. thinking it. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I thought so, but then I, th- I almost, I want to say his mouth was moving. Yeah. I don't know. Let's play back. I also think the running across, like, just more Donkey Kong references, just running across crocodiles. <laughs> it's more of a. Uh, <laughs> Pitfall. Oh, pitfall. Nice. I was going to say either Pitfall or uh, Lion King. Oh, nice. (laughs) For uh, Sega Genesis. He definitely. All right. I just had to relook at that scene. He definitely moves his mouth and head. Yeah. And Robbie doesn't respond at all. Maybe he was just saying, like, my friend, as in, like, no, because the way he said it was just like. I put you in danger, is what he said. My friend. My friend. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Super weird, and then he's but then he's super cavalier about it. Uh, when he about how he got Robbie involved at the end, because he's like, "Will you just tell me what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh well, that was my fault." <laughs> warp, warp. warp, <laughs> like, warp. He's like, "I almost died, you." <laughs> yeah, you fucking dick. Spider Man's like, "Oh, you have me to thank for that," and then it just cuts away. How did he get out of that situation? How does he explain that? Oh. Yeah, he like, just webs oh, away. Ha, ha, I know I've I'm in love with you. I've been stalking you and know when you're out of town. Like, I don't, Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm yeah. getting married. I'm out of. This. I'm no longer in the bachelor. I'm game. out of this. I I looked at it again. I think it. He tilts his head. It looks like he tilts his head forward and back. That's what he's doing. He's not. I don't think there's an animation of his mouth really moving. But then it'd be a weird end of the conversation for Robbie to be like, oh, thanks for saving me. And him being like, say nothing and just run away. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a weird scene. That's fair. It's a really weird scene. I... Oh, he like nods. Yeah, he nods. Yeah. Maybe it's in his head. It, is, it's, it's, it's a, it can be taken uh, in a bunch of ways. The bow in this episode has Spider-Man watching the lovers sail into the sunset for Africa, probably, before swinging off by himself, bitching his way into the end credits. Uh, yeah, who's taking a boat to Africa? Like, is this the Titanic? Yeah, it's very uh, 1960s. So the boat, the the Titanic went from Liverpool to New York City, but it didn't make it, so whatever. Titanic 2 is set to launch in 2021, by the way. Uh, the electric boogaloo? Yes. You know that they're banging um, below deck, too. Like, that was a kiss. Uh, Is that, like, yeah, like a thing? Like, they have, like, hundreds of those little cars that they fucked in in the movie, and then, like, you can yeah. rent them for the hour? <laughs> this isn't Titanic the experience. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. But also, he didn't change his outfit. The serum didn't give him that uh, idea. The sorry the uh, the antidote. It makes him feel right. 
feels right. It feels right, bro. I feel right, Brian. As I said, you don't really know where they're going, but he says bye bye. So I think it's implied that they're going away to whatever country it is she hails from. Yeah, ambiguous country, African country. Well, I guess he's Russian. Maybe he's going back to Russia. I don't know. Yeah. They're probably going to Africa. Let's be. I think they do go to Africa because she comes back and she's like all transformed, right? As Calypso. Yep. Well, yeah. she comes back yeah. normal That's when true. he's this man spider, and then she comes back as Calypso. Oh yeah, she's important. Right. Spoiler. I did like um this. Like. There was a cool like th- web swinging 3D outro that they did on this one as he's quipping away. Yeah, talking about Daniel yeah. Steele novels. Like, yeah. like where the hell did that come boys from? Know what like, Daniel Steele is. You know, that's all May has. She's just got a fucking stack of them. <laughs> Peter, those are my <laughs> private collection. Don't touch the, them. I, why are the pages soggy, Aunt May? Yeah, poor Spider-Man. Everybody else falls in love but him. Womp womp. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the hero supposed to get the girl? I was kind of thinking, I don't know why this episode was making me think about it more than others, especially because he wasn't, like, the last one. He was actually on a payphone. But, like, do you think it's easier or harder to manage being Spider-Man with cell phones? It would like, be. Do cell phones make it easier or harder to be Spider-Man? No, so, like, like as what they do, what, what they've tended to do in, like, recent times is that, like, he has a phone in the mask, right? right. So he's just, like, wirelessly be able to communicate. Is like Bluetooth? Bluetooth? Well, like, I don't know. He might have his phone on him, but, like, it's it's Peter Parker. He's probably come up with some uh, ingenious solution. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. But I meant more, like, in the, like, you know, the social game of it is what I'm saying. Because, mm. like, you know, he could text ladies and then be like, oh. Like, I think it was because when he walks out of there and he basically burns two bridges at the same right. time. And they do that, like, love e- life. they do that cutaway where both of them are saying the same thing. Parker? Why is he leaving? There he goes with that disappearing act again. Yeah, they, they pull an archer or whatever. Yeah. I guess archer pulls at them. Um yeah, if, if it was modern times, you'd just be like, they were both mad or whatever, they would probably immediately text him, and he'd be like, oh, well, uh, my aunt's not feeling well, I have to go and take care of her. And then he's solved his problem, right? Uh, but then, on the other hand, like, they could text him all the time and, like, try and do voice and video chats and, and, and while he's fighting crime and shit, so he would probably be very bad at responding Spider-Man to Spider-Man cannot FaceTime. Right? Yeah, so I'm just like I was wondering if you'd be if it would be easier or harder to be Spider-Man with in the era of cell phones. I'm just curious. In the new video game, do they yeah. do they have a does he have a phone and shit? He does. Are people yeah, calling what, you like during saying. fights and stuff though? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. No, but like you're fighting some thugs in an alley or whatever. Can you just get a random phone call during? But isn't it people yeah. who already know his identity for the most part? Like MJ in this knows he's Spider-Man. It's MJ, it's Aunt May. It's MJ and Aunt May, usually. Um, but again, like, this is all fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, so, but also, if you want to go and, like, correspond it to reality, what do undercover, like, FBI agents do? You That's know? a good question. And I watched uh-huh. this video about... Um, watch this video of like the former like director of disguise for the cia and she was talking about how is that her of the... business title sorry 
That is actually her business title. That is so cool. I want to yeah, be director yeah. of disguise. Yeah, it's like, yeah. How many of those are like, there? So, There's like, like Ella... her and that guy from SNL. Is her and that what? Uh, Dana Carvey yeah. or the master yeah, of disguise? Dana Carvey. He is the master. <laughs> oh, he's the master. Um, so he outranks her. So she was going and talking about how obviously you don't want. If you're undercover and you're talking to somebody, you obviously don't want to go like and have someone come into the coffee shop and like say, "Hey, Bill, good to see you," kind of thing, right? So they go and put obviously disguises on people just so that doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, like it's a thing. Like that's how real spies do it and stuff. And well, I mean, a real identity. spy wouldn't keep their his like, personal phone on him. You know, yeah, regular. F- yeah, you're kicking around phone on you all the time, right? Uh, much like uh, Peter Parker, we're uh, quite done with this episode. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. So, Peter, uh, why don't you give us your arbitrary rating, your high and your low for this one? I actually really like this episode, and I think the reason is, as I was watching it, um, there was a whole lot of nostalgia happening, and I'm like, Oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember this. You know, like, um, I don't know if it just the fact that it references so many other things like Vera was mentioning Beauty and the Beast earlier or like, um, you know, maybe what Tarzan with um, the feral uh, doctor that comes up and like all that stuff. But um, yeah, I realized I, this this episode is actually ingrained in me a lot more than I thought it was. And um I remember in the last episode I said I don't remember anything of it, you know, but it's one of those ep- one of those things where you just kind of need to be reminded. Um so I'll give this one maybe you know eight lion pelts out of 10. You know, it's actually pretty good. Over to you Vero, you got a high, you got a low, and you got an arbitrary rating for me. Okay, my high is is the is the kooky drawn uh, zoo animals and the zoo fighting. I thought that was kind of fun for like a bit. Uh, my low is obviously Peter <laughs> Spider-Man can't deal with domestic disputes and has a problem with that. That's my low. Uh, I do not like that. Um, uh, so I, 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 overall, I like this episode. I think I like the Scorpion one better. This one just feels very tongue-in-cheek, very comedic. Um, uh, but ultimately it feels like it kind of lacks a lot of substance. This is just sort of like, haha, he's a guy, and then they're gone. So I think I will give it seven pheromone pouches out of ten. For me, I liked it. Uh, I, I did like this episode. There was, It had its problems. It got a little sitcom-y at times, um, like I was saying. And it, it was a product of its time in other spots, but... Uh, Craven's an interesting character. He's different than a lot of the other ones, and his motivations are very different, which is something I, I like. I like that it, it gets a little bit of mixing that up. It makes it fun that it's not just, oh, he wants to destroy the city. He actually says at the end of the episode, I saved the city, but he really didn't. He just saved one person. It was really about a, a much smaller thing, and it's cool to see a different scope on an episode. So I, I did like that. Um so ultimately, I think I'll give it uh, three sets of animal negligee, sorry, faux animal negligee out of four. There you go, vegans. Oh, that Felicia, that MJ headband, though. Can we talk? Like, that outfit, 10 out of 10. 
Yeah, it's no uh, it's no workout outfit, but it'll do. <laughs> Does it make an animal out of you? <laughs> oh. Sometimes. Uh, oh, man. Oh, God. It, it gets me a little excited. But uh, speaking of excited, Vero, can you uh, read this copy of the Daily Bugle that just crossed the desk? He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Oh, shit. Coming in hot. Extra, extra. The alien costume saga begins. In the next episode, we get part one of the alien costume saga. How it came from the surface of the moon to New York City and into the life of the one who saved the astronauts of the space mission. Spider-Man. Not even that awkward sentence from IMDb can stop my excitement. I'm I'm so pumped. <laughs> that is the longest sentence I think I've read in a long time. I kept expecting there to be more punctuation than there wasn't. And I was like, oh shit, where where do I stop? <laughs> it's a rocket ride to the moon. This is this is probably like a highlight of the series. I remember everything about all this, about this episode. To answer your question, Kevin, that you didn't. Ask. <laughs> oh, you know me so well. Yep. I think I know. I, I think I remember most of it as well. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. Like, or at least these three. I I think my biggest problem will be, uh, they all kind of blur together. Like all three of these episodes, because it is a three parter coming up. So, uh, where one leaves off and what little bits come from which one, I think will be a little bit harder to remember exactly so that'll it'll be interesting to see i'm excited to see the scene where the pajama spider-man suit fights off the symbiote suit that that weird dream he has at the end i was like i like that part yeah, yeah he's got that nightmare where he's before he becomes the sp- like yeah. oh the animation for that no, is so it's cool because it's like literally like a lit like it looks like a flappy suit i don't know that's sweet well, I know I'll be dreaming uh, of our very next episode, which will be coming up soon. I'm very excited. Uh, so remember to like and subscribe. Remember to throw us that five stars on iTunes. Uh, you know, tell your friends, your loved ones, your enemies, whoever you know in your life uh, that needs a little Spider-Man in it. And uh, we'll be back at you uh, in two weeks with our next episode. I uh, hope to see you then. Keep it hanging. Bye. Bye. Keep it hanging. Oh, we're a mess. Uh, you're, you're a mess, woman. Take care of yourself. You too, Spider-Man. Farewell and good luck. That's Stan Lee. He's quite a guy. I think he's truly special.